Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your dungeon master for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. So, last we left our adventurers... They had recently swept up or cleaned up after dealing with the Revenant Mondath. And Lance, trying to defeat or to shatter the mirror, found that he could not for whatever reason. After a heart-to-heart with Malamara and Fleeple and Malamara, they proceeded onward, discovered a secret tunnel, and were able to glean some more knowledge about the library. In particular, the location to the dragon section of the library. In further exploration, however, they quite literally stumbled upon a Mind Flayer who had also been researching himself, and after a tense few moments between the two of them, they decided to pair up. Where will this unlikely partnership lead? Let's find out right now. So, the Jank Squad. You have teamed up with Roostesk the Banished. As he has revealed his name to you and as you are in a partnership, the goal to get into the draconic portion of the library, where he was unable to himself due to there being a trap laid at the entrance. Rusdesk looks to all of you. Should we proceed? I think that would be a great idea. Yes. But let's get one thing straight here. I... If you do anything to harm... Any one of us, I promise you, vengeance will be upon you. We have the power of a demon, ghosts, and a dragon god behind us. We will not be afraid to use it. A demon, you say? Oh, shut up. Just go. (laughs) Mal glares at Lance. I'm just metaphoric. It's metaphor. (laughs) Bruce Desk, get gestures behind you. We will need to head back that direction to the main atrium. What's, before we do that, what's beyond this door here? Because isn't there a door across the wine cellar here? There is. This door, as I have promised, to share secrets of the library with you, leads, and very dramatically pauses, the undead. To necromantic powers. Oh, we've seen that already. (laughs) Can I insight check again just to see if he's trying to divert us? Go ahead. Is he really? I want to see, are his tentacles like quivering in a lie way or? Or a coy way. Yeah, in a coy way. That is going to be 19. This creature does not have the normal facial characteristics that you would expect on a humanoid. And so you're really having to reevaluate very quickly how to gauge any sort of emotion because they are giving nothing other than what their their hand and their um, stance is giving you. Their face is giving you nothing. From best you can tell, they're telling the truth, though. And what do you know of these necromantic magics that you have encountered? I have a few... Secrets I have uncovered. You have mentioned that a couple times. And he's just silent after he says that. How long have you been down here? It has been a long time since I was banished. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you've been banished. What do you? What do you mean by that? Not a lot of people like to add that as a title to the name. Like, hey, my name's Joe. I've been banished. Not a lot of people do that. What's up with that? Eight years ago, I found I could perform magic. And for this, there is a little emotion because he looks down and sighs. Soon after, 
the elder brain cut me from everyone else and I have wandered since then until I stumbled into this library and have learned all that I can except for the dragon section and why are you interested in that section if I am banished for my magic I will learn all there is about magic and I will destroy my people with that magic. That is pretty heavy, but I can't say that I don't relate to you. It's very true. Maybe maybe you'll find your mud. <laughs> Change your mind about your people, you know. I do not understand. There's no mud down here. You, you, you'll have to listen. There's, there's a backlog. You'll just have to get caught up. But in any case... It's true. It's true. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit us up on the social media. Wow, 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 wow. Smash that like button. I just love how Flaple would do that sound. Wow, 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 wow. You are saying something about the atrium. Yes, we must go back to the atrium. All right. Um, I would feel most comfortable you leading the way. Roost desk. The banished. Yes, yes, of course. Whenever we address you, you want the full thing? You want the whole title? I am banished. Yes, but I mean, I'm an elf, but I don't call myself, you know, Lance Thalen the elf. And he just walks past you into the hallway to go back to the atrium. Other cultures. No, no judgment. No judgment here. Okay. He takes you back to the atrium through the secret tunnels. And as you make the decent journey back, it's just silent. He has nothing to say unless addressed, and even then he's still silent. And he takes you back to the atrium. Flable, don't forget the Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just... The, the charcuterie board didn't actually get used, so I'm just making sure that none of it goes to waste before we get back to the atrium. <laughs> <laughs> so are you scarfing it, or are you just shoving it into your 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 robes there? Hey, it's a special occasion, man. Gonna just fill my gut. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna right. be gonna be a worship of porcelain later. <laughs> All that cheese. Ah, go back. So. He takes you to the massive double doors at the end of the atrium, at the end of the stone railway. And he says, we must go through a few locations before we get to the dragons. And he pushes the doors open, but not with his hands. Telepathically, he looks and the doors swing open inwards into the other room before you as you enter this room all four of you feel dwarfed by the sheer height the ceiling is obviously magical because a twinkling night sky glitters above you where there should be a ceiling itself this room has minimal lantern light, but there does seem to be a soft glow emanating from each of the statues found in this room. There are five massively tall statues that seem to surround this room. Four of them are in alcoves that have been set into the walls, while the fifth one is directly opposite of the door and is towering over the barren floor, casting a long shadow that seems to reach towards each of you. While the four alcoved statues stand with their heads down, weapons reverently resting on the floor, this commanding statue at the head of the room holds its arms outstretched with a large porcelain bowl about 10 feet above the ground. One of the oddest things about this room 
There are no books or bookshelves or tables in this room. This is the room of giants. We can pass through here without issue. And he just starts to walk into the room. And it's a it's a long room. It's like probably 50 feet from the door to the main statue on the other side. But as you walk in, there is a doorway open, no door, off on the east side that seems to exit the room itself. And that's where Rue's desk is slowly making his way. Can I go quickly behind this statue, see if there's anything there? The main statue holding the porcelain bowl. And Mal will turn on her Eldritch Sight. Eldritch Sight. Oh, that'd be interesting. What does she see when she looks at Rue's desk with Eldritch Sight? Each of these statues, Malamara, gives off a magical aura to them. I'm not great at my schools of magic here, but I believe this would fall under transmutation. Mm. <laughs> and Lance, as you make your way to the edge of the room, to the other side behind the main imposing statue, it is large. It is almost 30 feet tall. And it is very imposing. The The feet are twice the length of you. It, whether this is to size of a creature, of a giant in particular, it's it, you, you're unsure. But it is a very, very large statue. And so you cautiously make your way to the back, and there doesn't appear to be anything behind this main statue. Okay. I just wanted to check. I will have you roll a history check. A history check? Okay. Good thing. Oh, I, 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 th- I think I let you know. I mean, it was a couple episodes ago, but when Lance, when we all came into the library, Lance took his proficiency in history. Oh, okay. Sounds good. So as you start to look around, you hear whispers of the past start to echo through, and a very scholarly voice comes in and starts speaking uh, as you are looking at these statues. What did you roll? That is a 24. Ooh. The voice in your head. Oh, yes, it's been quite some time since I've been down here. Look at this. That's a storm giant, I believe. Oh, and that's a frost giant. A cloud giant. Yes, I remember this room. My goodness. It's been quite some time. Look at the dust. Oh, I was never able to get them to speak to me, but, well, who knows? Um, just this rambling old voice in your mind as you're looking at each of these statues. Speak to you? What the crap? Anyone else getting, like, massive Storm King's Thunder vibes? Yeah. <laughs> what a fun campaign. Oh, I love that. I love it. I would definitely redo that as a podcast. Ooh, you don't say. <laughs> I mean, I've already read the entire thing, so... <laughs> we, gotta find it. we gotta find something you haven't read <laughs> we'll get there eventually yes one last thing for Lance uh, that porcelain bowl they're holding how how high is it from Lance 10 feet off the ground Lance would like to try and climb a little bit to see if there's anything in the bowl okay do so you want to climb the statue alright I need an athletics check then not acrobatics Nope. Can't parkour your way up there. Parkour! <laughs> that's, a, that's a seven. Okay. You start to climb, and uh, you get about ten feet up, and your arms are screaming at you, and you, like, look over, and you're, like, you're, you're doing the breathing where you're, like, <laughs> but you see glowing blue liquid in the bowl itself. It's not filled to the brim, but there is some liquid inside the bowl emanating from it. Hmm. I'll jump down. Does Mal still have Eldritch Sight on? Uh, Mal, if you, as you approach, you do get a different, I was going to say vibe, you do get a different ping <laughs> from this porcelain bowl as well. There seems to be some divination magic in the bowl. Hey, put your face into it. Put your face on the bowl and see the future. <laughs> 
It's the it, what is what is the what's from our from our Potter lore expert? What is the thing Dumbledore's got? It's a pensive. Pensive. Wow! Look at the three of us. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, which one of us is the Harry Potter lore expert? <laughs> Apparently, everybody but me. <laughs> I will relay that obviously to the group, and then I'll ask Bruce Roostesk. Roostesk. The banished. Uh, <laughs> do you know what this room's for, or what these statues are for, or what the heck is that liquid in the bowl? I have not need of the giant's knowledge, but you can commune with the statues, and they will share knowledge upon you. Ah, uh, okay. Sounds intriguing. But I say, I, I vote we move on just because it seems like we don't need anything in this room, per se. Same. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, listeners looking at Ned's face Lebo. in this moment. Yeah, okay, okay, let's head out. Let, let, yeah, we'll, we'll check out the next room. Lebo, do you want to take a bath in the bowl? <laughs> I, want, I want to... Do... I'll throw you up there. Can you toss me up to that giant? Toss me! Toss me! <laughs> I can't reach it. Toss me. Toss me. Mal will reach down and pick up Filippo. Are you sure you want to do this? Uh, might as well. <laughs> she will approach the bowl and much like a parent with a young toddler. This is not what a parent with a young toddler would do. <laughs> <laughs> Toss him ten feet into the air. <laughs> Lift him up like with his feet in her hands above her head. As tall as he can go so he can reach the lip of the bowl. Give him a little push. Okay. What are we doing? <laughs> He's an adult. He can I decide know. for himself. He's an adult. He even has a magic amulet that helps him. He's an adult. Mm-hmm. He's got the HP Wait, now. Boy. He can handle it. You you can probably you could probably grab onto it. Yeah. Up yeah. we go, up we I'd, go. You can grab onto it for sure. Yeah, with your strength score, Mal, you could definitely hold Fleeple up and balance and... Yeah, Fleeple, you can grab onto the porcelain bowl and uh, try to pull yourself up. I mean, you're not the greatest at pull-ups, but even even the weakest person could eventually get themselves up onto this bowl, especially with Mal just gently tapping your your feet. Now, here's what's going to happen. It's been less than an hour. I'm going to have Star Platinum transport on top of the statue and pull me up. Hey, there you go. There you go. You and Star Platinum. This bowl is a fairly deep bowl, actually, and it is directly underneath the face. The face of the storm giant is peering down, looking at the bowl directly, and you look at the imposing face looking down, and you are standing in the bowl now, and there does seem to be this bluish liquid. Do you dip your hand in, or are you just investigating? Or So... Ruse Desk the Banished said, give the giant something and they will give you something in return. Was that the, the shtick? Uh, he said that you could, you could commune with them and they would share their knowledge. Yes, I will take one of my little scaly hands and I will place it down onto the surface of this liquid. Okay. As you go to cup the liquid... Your scaly hands break the surface of liquid and disturb it. It's very cold, but nothing noticeable seems to happen to your hands. Mm-hmm. I will lift it up and give it a little sniff. It's There's not much smell to it. Mm. But the real question, does it taste like light blue Gatorade? Maybe Baja Blast? No. Maybe maybe a Baja Blast is that what we got going on here? Baja Blast, feel free to sponsor us. <laughs> feel free to sponsor our podcast, Baja Blast. Zero sugar. We want to stay healthy here. <laughs> you drink it. I'll, I'll give it a little lick. Okay. As you lick it, there's a slight shock, like a little. As you lick it. Well. You know what? Why not? I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a sip. <laughs> sip some why this, not? Some of this dusty old dungeon Baja Blast. 
Uh, you sip the drink, and surprisingly, there is no dust in this liquid itself, which with how this whole uh, chamber and the whole library is in disuse, you would expect something like that. But you drink, and it is very refreshing. And it's cool to the touch, but when it goes into your stomach, it warms your belly. And you're like, oh, okay. Makes you want to drink some more. <laughs> Why not? No, no. And then Fury is going to start coming out of the water. And you're going to start seeing visions. and. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. Flable, did, but did you put your name into the goblet? <laughs> He asked calmly. (laughs) (laughs) So you take another... uh, Man, a lot of Harry Potter references. Sorry. Never apologize for Potter. You dip your hands in and you take another drink. Same reaction. It's quite delicious. And uh, it warms your body. Hmm. 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 I... Divination commune. I... I look up in the statue's face and I say, you look like someone who cannot lie. <clears throat> Tell me, what are the secrets of this temple? What languages does everybody know? I've got common, druidic, draconic, primordial, and sylvan. Common, elvish, orcish, halfling, and draconic. And common for me. Common. <laughs> Doesn't even know fetching half orc. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, orcish. So, Fleeple, as you say this to the statue, nothing seems to happen, but you do... Your forehead is a little bit itchy, and you start to scratch it, and uh, just some loose scales fall off. You're like, ah, ah, that's rough. I look down over the lip of the bowl to my friends and say, it's... It's really tasty, actually. Lance and Mal, as soon as you look, there is this rune inscribed on Fleeple's forehead. (laughs) That is glowing blue. Fleeple. (laughs) Cue, that's Fleeple. Sound sound bit. That's Fleeple. Fleeple, there's something on your your forehead. Uh, I will continue scratching at my forehead. Oh... It's odd because it's not actually, like, branded onto your scales. It's this glowing, just millimeters off of your skin. Um, And Fleeple, as Lance says that, you look around and uh, you look into the water and you see it as well. And it's this just glow-bluing rune. Um, You look up onto the face of the the storm giant and it is the same rune that is inscribed on his forehead. I'm going to pull out my spell scroll of Comprehend Languages. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cast Comprehend Languages. <laughs> okay. There you go. Gonna look up Comprehended Languages. For the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. You also understand any written language that you see. But you must be touching the surface on which the words were written. Takes about a minute to read one page of text. Does not decode secret messages in text or glyph, such as an arcane sigil. Ah, that isn't part of a written language. Okay. So, you take this um, spell scroll and you start to read it. And as you do, you, as soon as you're done reading and uh, casting this spell, the paper burns away. But you feel that you can comprehend, that you can understand things a little bit clearer. And as you look at that rune and touch the rune on your forehead, this is the rune of a storm giant. This rune speaks Uvar, and that translated into common would mean storm. Hmm, gotcha. Well, at least the spell lasts for an hour, and I don't think it's not going to come in handy in a library. So there we go. Exactly, there you go, there you go. I bet, I bet what's-his-face Ruse Desk is just like, what idiots. <laughs> yes, uh, Ruse Desk, the banished. Uh, tell me, Ruse Desk, the banished. Do you know anything about this? And I point to my forehead. I have not drinking the liquid. This is new to me. 
but it looks like you have some knowledge of the giants in you, little one. Nice. Uh, can I reach within the recesses of my brain and see what this knowledge is? <laughs> oh, you can roll an arcana check if you'd like. Yeah, let's do it. You got this Sleepwell sport. goes into his mind palace. 19. 19. Okay. Uh, Fleeple, you can actually roll with advantage. On my arcana check here. All right. That then brings it to a 21. 21's enough. As you start to like think about this rune and like digging into the recesses of your mind, you actually feel it gives something to you and you're like, whoa. Um, and it pushes you over the edge, so to speak, to understand this. This is a rune of the storm giant and you are blessed with this rune for a little bit of time here and a temporary status but while you have this rune um you have advantage on all arcana checks and you can't be surprised that's nifty additionally you may use a bonus action to enter a prophetic state for one minute or until you're incapacitated until this state ends when you are another creature you can see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, you can use your reaction to cause the roll to have advantage or disadvantage. But once you invoke this rune, after the minute, it will dissipate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody else want to drink? This is pretty good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and as you look down, Fleeple the the liquid has disappeared hmm, some things are too good for this world but I will cherish it in my heart do any of the other statues have a porcelain thing or was this the only one no this is the only one all the other statues are of giants and they're holding their weapons and they are resting on the ground all of their heads are bowed down though in reference or defer deference to the main statue surprisingly no stone giant though Ruse desk pipes up. If you follow me, the door is the door is this way. Mal will put out our arms to catch Fleeple as he cliff dives from this giant. Yeah, just gonna do a little swan dive off of the porcelain bowl. All right. So, what order are we moving in here, following Ruse desk? Mal will be the closest one to Ruse desk. Ruth's desk, always on alert to watching him and trying to discern and make sure that he's not going to do something harmful to us. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'll be in the back. So we'll have Ruth's desk in the Ruth's desk in the front, Mal behind, Fleeple in the middle, and Lance in the back. Excellent. It's not long through these corridors and through these stairs that are leading up and then down and then up and then down that you make your way past another room and into another section of the library. One of the rooms that you pass on the right appears to have some tables and could be a gathering area and it just looks like it's like most things in this library in disuse and Roostesk walks swiftly by it to head further and further into the library. There's another section that you come across shortly afterwards, which has a few doors. In fact, two double wide doors are here. One on the west side is a little plain, but has the figure of an angel into the double doors. The double doors to the right, these grand steps lead up to the double doors with two large statues halfway up the stairs and this double these double doors have a figure of a dragon head on it in particular ruse desk turns to the doors on the east or on the right this is the dragon room here i must warn you it is trapped as i mentioned before and i fear we will need all of us to untrap it. What is it? What is it again? The, the trap. It's a what? Trap. <laughs> it's a trap? Yes. It is 
trapped. <laughs> it's just so tempting. There's this tentacle guy, and it's like, oh, it's Akbar. <laughs> well, it's a trap. Your, your attempt. Your attempt was admiral. Yes. I tried. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, Admiral Akbar. Take a pun die. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we should do pun dies. It's like a D six that we can throw at things. Yeah, but like half of it, it, half of it's like a like a D six, but half of it's a plus, and the other half's a negative. You know, it just depends on what you roll. <laughs> like a fate die. Oh man. What well, um, what do you mean, all of us? <sighs> Follow me. And he starts to slowly walk up the stairs. Mal, as he starts to walk up the stairs, Zaza pokes in your head, and through images and through feelings she gives the impression that she is there but she is blocked herself but has feels very strongly a book that you're looking for close by close by to where I am currently as she tells you this you feel this slight tugging not physically moving your body but tugging, pulling you away from the dragon door. And you look around behind you and that double doors of the angel seems to be, you seem drawn to it. Perfect. I will tell telepathically tell Zaza to hold uh, so I can kind of use her as like a ping to know exactly where it is to hold and I'll be there. Excellent. Ruzdesk walks past these two statues on either side of this massive staircase leading up, these stairs leading up, and stops about 20 feet to the door. This trap requires multiple people to work in conjunction with each other. Observe. And Ruzdesk picks up a loose stone and tosses it towards the dragon face on the door itself as it hits the dragon and clatters to the ground the dragon's eyes start to glow and the stone mouth opens and the mouth starts to glow as well Ruzdesk turns to all of you we should probably get to the walls right now like right right now and as soon as he says that, you rush to the wall and a jet of fire erupts down the stairs towards each of you, but all of you being on the wall safely out of the trap. The heat still visible in the air, warping the air slightly. Roosdesk mentions, when trying to open the door, not only does that go off, but you see... And he points directly below the, the door as well. There's a pit directly in front of it that spans the entire staircase about 10 feet from the door itself. And as you glance over, make a perception check, everybody. Got this sport. Say 28. Oh my gosh. Mal got a four. Natural 20. For a total of 24. Awesome. Mal okay. was thinking about other stuff. <laughs> yes. But Lance and Fleeple, you look attentively down and you're like, that is a 50-foot drop. And both of you actually can see unfortunate um, victims to this trap. The odd thing, though, with Lance that you notice and Fleeple is none of them are like decayed or like skeletal meaning time you know has not passed for hundreds of years for this particular trap and fleeple with your 29 you see kobolds down there hmm, hmm, hmm. are they dead or are they are they like they moving, have i should say are they moving no they 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 are deceased interesting and how far is this gap? From you to the door, it's 10 feet. So it's a 10-foot gap we'd have to jump across. 
and the doors are closed and the only thing really to grab onto at this point is the dragon head as well that breathes fire mm-hmm. if you touch Bruce it desk says this will reset in a few minutes the the floor will reset but the dragon head is constant so how do you propose we do this Perhaps we can investigate together and try to find how to remove this obstacle to get by it. And Mal, you said you wanted to circle back, right? So while this is happening, is this when you would like to circle back? Yeah. Uh, Telepathically, while they're discussing this trap, Mal asks Zaza if she has the ability to pick up the book. Because she is in her demon for demon quasi form. Yes, uh, she she basically says uh, she is not. She cannot see the book, but she feels its presence strongly, but is blocked, meaning she can't proceed further without your assistance. Okay, then I'll just tell her to hold there. So is Mal in the hallway with us or not? Yeah, she's like okay. behind you guys. Okay. Now, I would absolutely love to roll Arcana with advantage, thanks to my fancy Storm Giant rune. I'll also roll to just investigate the area. Absolutely. See if I can find any I'll little... roll to just stand there. <laughs> All right, Mel. Your four already did that. <laughs> that is a 19 Arcana from Fleeple. And I got a 16 on investigation. This trap obviously is magical in nature that fire is seeming to be produced from something whether it's a gem whether it's a spell scroll or a wand or something to that nature something has to be lodged inside of that mouth and i forgot to mention this i apologize but with your passive perception you knew that there was when that jaw opened it opened big enough to where you could actually see into the room on the other side. But with Ruzdesk saying you should get to the wall so quickly, you didn't gather how wide it was, how big it was, if there was something, like what was gauged in there, if anything. So, But you did start to see the light from the other room, so it was sort of portal, if you will. Now, that's not necessarily the only way to get in. This ro- this door does look like it can be opened if this trap were deactivated, uh, like a normal door. But your 19, probably, there's probably a gem in there, in the mouth, that's probably giving off this massive fireball, if you will, or this massive amount of fire and flame and heat. Uh, any other questions you wanted to ask with that, that I could use your 19 for? I'm just trying to figure out how to tie a dragon force joke into this. <laughs> so you said I could see through. So potentially I could go through the fire and flame into the room through that creature's mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness. It It's possible. And now how big the mouth is, you're unsure. And if you could get into there before the fire could go off, you'd have to... You'd have to try. You'd have to see. Or time it really well. I mean, I'm just a little guy, and Mal has a pretty good arm. <laughs> hey, hey, Mickey. <laughs> hey, Mickey, do you want to fastball special me through this dragon's mouth before I get burned to death? Lance. Yes. Your general investigation check. And Fleeple, you were able to gauge this as well. The trigger is activated by touching the dragon, the handle itself. But you recall with your 16, you did hear some clicking motions or um, with the pit as well. And you remember just looking up to the sides, then the corners of the ceiling, there seemed to be some sort of clicking up in that area in particular when this trap was activated. And with your background, you know it might not be uncommon for a mechanism to be embedded in the walls or something to that nature to then activate this pit. Right. What ideas do we have? I mean, I, I already shared my idea. Yeah. Well, that, get, <laughs> that, 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 would, get, that would possibly get Fleeple in, but then the rest of us got to figure out how to get in too. 
Well, then I open the door from the inside. Everybody come in. We're having a party. Oh, then we just jump across kind of thing. Uh, that is one way. So <laughs> look to Malamara. If, if I understand correctly, there's the door mm-hmm. that has a fire trap in it. And then the floor, there's a floor, but the floor opens into a pit when the fire thing is activated. Yes. So it's a two-fold trap. But the, but the floor takes a while to reset, whereas in the dragon just does it every time. Right. And the floor is how wide across? Like the pit is how wide across? It was, you said it 50 foot down. 10 feet. 10 feet across. 50 feet okay. down, 10 feet across to the actual door. Lance, can you tell if... does? that tri- fire trap trigger on this he said it was like on the wall can we what's the word disable it without touching it well it's across the it's across the pit so the only but way to the, get to once it once the pit resets do you want to can you investigate it and see if there's a way to disable it without touching as, it as long as me not stepping on that area makes me fall does it i thought it was the fire i thought it was a fire trap okay you can step on the spot. Oh, there's the banished. And it will not activate until you, I am banished, until you touch the head. Okay, so we could wait for the floor to reset and I could investigate the head without touching it to see if there's some way to disable it. Or we could just throw Fleeple through the mouth. <laughs> the floor snaps back into place. I would prefer to maybe look at the trap first before resulting, like, resorting to a fastball special. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I do not have the expertise to do that. Oh, I believe in you. Oh, I believe in you. <laughs> you got, you got this, this sport. sport. <laughs> and, <laughs> and while right. the boys are investigating and looking at this trap, Mal is going to try and sneak kind of disappear back down these stairs while they're looking at this trap. So that's that's some if that's that can be fairly obvious, Mal. Do you want to say something in particular maybe to excuse yourself or um, are you are you trying to go without making note and trying to say that you are Nope, I'm just hoping that they're going to be so engrossed with trying to figure out this trap that they just won't cuz I was already standing at the back that they just won't notice me. I'm going to fade out like Homer Simpson into the bush. And then everybody look up. Oh, holy crap, guys. Do we notice this? or? <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about how we're approaching now that the floor is back in place. Lance, are you going over to investigate? Because I trust Mal implicitly. Um, <laughs> She's banking on that, that trust. She She's banking on that she has no deceit in her. No. Yeah, I will, I will be investigating. But she rolls super low. I'm also going to be concerned as to why she's leaving. But yeah, I will investigate. One more time. Sounds good. So you're going to walk up, and because you are trying not to touch, this is going to be a high DC to investigate here um, to see, like, can we disable this flame trap as it opens up, you know? Or is there something that we can do to stop it from projecting out? It's going to be very difficult, but you can definitely try without touching the head you know my sports got it flat tire me here we go ah i'm not rolling well well but i gotta i got a flat tire so maybe that'll help that does help it does help that's 19 19 while you are investigating it is you, you're you're trying to piece together like how the mouth opened, thinking about it and like trying to reimagine it and see like what you can recall and what you can see now. You can look into the eyes of the dragon, but uh, visually it doesn't like go all the way into the mechanism or the gem or whatever it may be. So you would have to like try to touch it or figure something out there. It's very difficult to to really gauge so you do spend a few minutes on this 19 in particular fleeple you did assist just in the guidance portion of this but mal i will allow you to roll a stealth check that was a 21 wow mm. Ooh. 
That has nothing to do with Mal and everything to do with the boys being distracted. <laughs> My passive's only 17. The dice tell the story, you know? So Mal, you are... You make sure Rue's desk, Fleeple, and Lance are distracted. And you just slowly back away. And you don't crouch. You don't make sudden movements because that would draw attention to yourself. You know how to stalk somebody in the woods and how to stalk away without drawing attention to yourself. And so you do. And when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you feel that they are sufficiently distracted. It is... 40 feet away from them though and you go to that door with the angel on it the door opens without a sound and you slip in and close the door behind you you can feel the presence of the book nearby it is pulsing and you see zaza trying to take the room in a little bit there are books in here a lot of books and there are some statuettes of angels angels and that's the strange thing a lot of angels here a lot of celestial beings and not anything really demonic but directly across from you zaza is sitting there looking and gesturing towards a particular bookcase knowing that she has no time because they could figure out that trap at any moment she immediately goes to the bookcase impulsively and starts trying to figure out what's blocking it and how to get that book as soon as she can. Okay, sounds good. Um, roll an investigation check. That's good. That's that's real good. Twelve. Twelve. None of these books are the books you're looking for. Why do you feel it so strongly here, though? What do you? Sorry. What do you mean by feel it strongly? Remember how you have the tether from your patron. He gave you this this tether to look, to feel the presence of the book, to guide you. Hey, I just wrote down that I could speak a different language, um, which I'd like to retroactively pre like add back into that thing earlier in the episode. I also now currently speak Abyssal. Haha, <laughs> that's true, that's true. And so remembering that your patron gave you this, why do you feel it so strongly? Why do you feel the presence of the book nearby? And you feel it like through the bookcase but it just looks like a solid wall behind the bookcase Mal will knock over the bookcase and see if there's something behind it or is Go it into the wall athletics is it in the wall or is it the bookcase yeah, it's it's into the wall oh. <laughs> yeah so the book is a bookcase and then there's a wall but go and roll an athletics check to push against this uh 23 not knowing finesse and not really knowing one path but the straight path to to your goal to your destination you just shove and you creak against this bookcase when it does go into the wall click and then the bookcase slides into the ground and the stone wall scrapes to the side opening a path beyond that is where we're going to end tonight's episode of I cast fireball. So, with the fastball special currently on pause <laughs> due to the party being split, oh, we'll come back to it. Don't you worry. <laughs> I I I have no doubt that that is where this will eventually end. We will have to see what secrets lie beyond, both for Lance Fleepel and Ruzdesk the Banished, and for Mal and Zaza on her own next week on iCast Fireball. Everybody, thank you so much, as always, joining us for this week's adventure. We hope you loved just as much as we enjoyed Fleeple shoving his face into the divination liquid, which happened to give him magical powers. If you like what we're doing here, please leave us a five-star review on your pod chaser of choice. It boosts our ratings through each service, lets us know what you like what we're doing, and puts us in other people's recommended feeds to tell they can join on this wacky adventure as well. 
If you'd like to shout something out uh, through an email, uh, shoot us an email at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We love hearing what campaigns you're doing. We love hearing what is exciting about the podcast. And we will never tire of Mickey getting the praise that she deserves for her editing of this podcast. Seriously, she makes this sound so much better than if it were just us talking. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Mickey. This week, we have a few more fans to shout out here. We had a couple people reach out to our email, the first one being David G with the subject, hooray for iCast Fireball. David, we are just so grateful for your kind words. Um, we're grateful that we've you've been enjoying um, everything that we've been doing up to this point. And David asked how he could help get the word out. David, honestly, just leaving some reviews on the pod listener of your choice, whether it be uh, Spotify, whether it be Am- uh, Apple Podcasts, that one being the big one, that really helps get the word out. It helps the algorithm and um, just liking our posts on Twitter and retweeting them, that helps get the word out as much as possible. Of course, more than anything, word of mouth is the thing that we love the most because it just lets people know that you think would like it to join in on the adventure with us. Second person to reach out to us was Scott O, and he said uh, he just finished listening to Call Me Jank, and as a Southerner, he has to say that Jacob absolutely nailed using the phrase, bless your heart. Scott O, thanks for the shout out. Thanks for reaching out to us, and Scott O, thank you so much for listening and following along. Before he signed off in his email, he said he's excited to see where the two-headed worm will lead, so we'll have to see if that will pop up in a future episode. Um, lastly, we had two people shout us out online in a forum, a first one being Kier saying that they started listening, but really rather binging a month ago, and they are hooked. Kirsten, thanks so much for hopping on the fireball train and joining along. And lastly, we have James, who said they haven't played D&D in over a decade, but when their daughter asked them to DM for her and her friends, um, he searched for podcasts as a refresher, found us, and in his own words, he came for the research, but stayed for the character and story. James... That really does warm our heart. Thank you so much. That's, as I mentioned before, that's what we strive for the most here is just to tell an engaging story with meaningful character interactions. So thank you all so incredibly much. Now to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. You can also follow us on Facebook as well, where you can get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, insights from the players in Dungeon Master, and behind-the-scenes shots of this incredibly fun, if not confusing, world. As always, we have our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where they go through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated system and an ongoing weekly Avatar Legends campaign where Ned takes a turn as the GM and the Keeper with his fun cast of people that he's got going on every single week there. I think one of my favorites and probably one of the wackiest where we got to mash uh, Brandon Sanderson with cute little furry forest creatures that me and Ned and a couple other players got to play in. Go check that one out. It's a ton of fun. But lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventures. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.